moviegoers, and welcome to another edition of Have You Seen It? I'm your host, Denise, and I'm going to get right into this review because I've been waiting to see this movie, and it finally came out, and I went to see it on opening day. The movie I'm reviewing this week is Killers of the Flower Moon. It has quite a cast, uh, so I'm going to run through them all because it was such an amazing cast, and I think um, the, the main players really need a little recognition here. So we have Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Jesse Plemons, John Lithgow, Brendan Fraser, Cara Jade Myers, Tantu Cardinal, William Bello, Janae Collins, and Jillian Dion. All right, so, wow. This movie is about um, the Osage Nation. And in the 1920s uh, in Oklahoma, the Osage people, um, Native Americans, were murdered one by one um, mysteriously um, and eventually the FBI comes in and investigates these mysterious murders. So when the movie starts, you have the, you have some members of the Osage Nation performing um, a ritual Okay, so it's a, a customary ceremonial ritual of some sort. All right. And then you have Leonardo DiCaprio's character. He plays Ernest um, and Lily Gladstone plays his wife, Molly, and Robert De Niro plays um, Ernest's uncle, William Hale. So when when. Ernest comes to town. He has just served, you know, in the military. And so he's got his uniform on and he comes to town. And his uncle has requested that, you know, when you you come back to town, you need to come and live with me and my family here on this, you know, reservation within this community because, um, I've got some plans for you, basically. So the members of the Osage uh, Nation have discovered and struck oil on their land. And so, of course, that land is uh, something that has brought major prosperity to their community. I mean, these Folks are living very well. They've got their own homes. They've got their own businesses. They've got their own cars. They've got uh, the help that is white. And so they've got maids and they've got drivers and they've got nannies and butlers. And all of those people are white folks who work for them. That is just how prosperous they have become. Well, of course, white businessmen see that this oil is, you know, creating quite um, a good opportunity for us to get in on some of this prosperity. So we all know how 
that sort of thing has worked out. And so as this story progresses, William Hale urges his nephew, Ernest, to marry one of the Osage women in the community because marrying into their family, especially some of the wealthier uh, members of the community, that is going to bring prosperity to us. Okay. So he urges him to find anyone, doesn't matter who it is, but you need to find one of these women and marry him, marry her. So he does meet Molly. He is working as a cab driver. And so she, um, uh, he, he works for her. So that's how their relationship begins. And although he does fall in love with her, there is a scheme that's cooking. And basically, again, we need to get some of this uh, money from from this oil. We need to get in on it, but we can't do it while these people are alive. So we have to find a way to eliminate them and murder them. We'll figure out how we're going to do it, but we need to get rid of them so that the money comes to us. So Molly has uh, sisters and she has a mother. So of course the mother being the matriarch of the family, it's her property, it's her land, it's her money. But if she dies, then the money just trickles down to the next daughter and the next daughter and so on. And so in this movie, you see not only how this family is slowly eliminated, but other members of the community mysteriously end up dead. This is a true story. So if you want a little more information about it, you'll have to do your own Google search. But the movie is three and a half hours long. The longest movie I think I'm sure I have sat through, but it was enjoyable. I wanted to know how all of this happened. How did the uncle persuade his nephew to get on board with his plan to eliminate people in this community to include his own family that he is married into? Very compelling. Um, when you get about three quarters into the movie is when you see um, Jesse Plemons. He is an FBI agent who's come to investigate these murders. You see John Lithgow as the prosecuting attorney and then Brendan Frazier as the defense attorney once all of this comes to a head and now w w people are going to go to jail. All right. So... Very good. I learned a lot about uh, the Osage um, Native Americans and um, what was done to them was cruel and inhumane. And the history surrounding it was was very entertaining to to not only watch, but also to read about afterwards. So that is my review for this week. Killers of the Flower Moon at theaters everywhere.
All right, folks, I'm going to jump into my nailed it for this week. And my nailed it is Richard Roundtree, who just within the last couple of days passed away uh, from cancer. And um, Hollywood has lost uh, a great, phenomenal actor. He's my nailed it in the movie Shaft. Shaft number one uh, is the one I'm referring to. And his iconic walk through New York City to the soundtrack by Isaac Hayes, phenomenal. You're looking at a handsome black man dressed to the nines, full-length leather coat, monochromatic outfit, Little pimp walk walking, walking through traffic and walking through people in New York City, smooth as butter and is just phenomenal to watch. I, I've forgotten just how much I enjoyed just that scene before the movie even began. So Richard Roundtree, rest in peace. Condolences to his family and friends. He is my nailed it. All right, folks, I am switching gears. So I have a little prop here that I'm going to put on. All right, this is pre-Halloween, okay? So we know Halloween is next week, but for this segment, I'm going to give you my top five or six Halloween movies that I think... Um, are some of the greatest that have ever been made, but you may have others that you think um, are the greatest that you've ever seen. So here we go with my top scary movies as we prep for Halloween. Number one, Night of the Living Dead scared me to death. Black and white film, classic. Number two, the Exorcist, Linda Blair scared me to death. And I really believed, really, really believed in the devil when I saw that, that movie. Fantastic. Halloween number one. I didn't need to see two, three, four, any others. I was afraid <laughs> for Jamie Lee Curtis's life in that movie. Um, you talk about somebody who you can't kill. Michael Myers was it for me. I, I don't need to see any more Halloweens. Psycho. Norman Bates. Really? Really? <laughs> I really thought his mother was his mother until she turned around and she was a skeleton. Incredible. Incredible. Um... Rosemary's Baby, okay, I had no idea that up until the end when that baby was, you know, about to be christened and what have you, and you find out that not only your doctor, but your neighbors and your husband is in on this satanic, devilish nonsense going on with this baby, crazy. And then we have Carrie, Sissy Spacek. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, just incredible. John Travolta and 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 all of the nonsense that he was doing to that child on her prom night. Awful, but amazing. When she got her get back, oh, it was on. It was on and popping, and I was there for it. So to lighten the scary mood, I'm going to add the Great Pumpkin, and that is my Halloween favorite scary movies. If you want to add to my list or you agree with my list, feel free to comment in the comment section. I'd love to hear what you have to say about my list. So until next time, remember you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that like button. And we are available on every podcast platform in the universe. Just type in, have you seen it with Denise? And there I will be. So until next week, friends, I need you to see a movie because I'm going to see a movie. Until next week. Bye-bye.